0: You are listening to Big Trouble in a Little Podcast, and here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. And peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Doves.
1: I'm Andy.
0: And this is our biweekly podcast of movies where we sit down, uh, we pick a movie, either if it's from Amazon Prime Video or Netflix, uh, or anything else, even if we like rent a movie or you have the movie, we talk about, we
1: talk about it. I watched one on Napster, Or could Napster download video? Napster? Napster. Yeah, I think it was just music. I don't think there was video until like LimeWire. Or the Bay. Did you Bay. Ever use any of Bay. That stuff? Yes. Yes. Did you pirate? Yes, of course.
0: Everybody's a pirate. Some, pirate. pirate. Some, people, some people. By the way, I'm getting oh. uh, feedback on your microphone.
1: Oh,
0: really? Mm-hmm. I hear myself. But anyway. But anyway. So pirates, pirate. pirate bay, the pirate. old pirate bay where pirate. we uh, go on websites and <laughs> steal, steal movies and music.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's illegal. We don't do that here.
1: <laughs> no, not anymore. Anyway, I did it all the time when I was. Like,
0: hmm. Did you ever I get? Mean, I didn't
1: have money then. I got a job now, so like when I want a movie, I just like you know buy it and
0: stuff. By the way, you fixed the mic. It's good.
1: I know
0: I, I plug headphones. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you call it? Uh, drawing a blank as as we speak. That's always good for podcasting. But did you ever get the letter from like at the FBI saying stop doing this or we're gonna get you?
1: Fuck no. I
0: I always hear people getting them, but I've done so much. I don't know if it's because maybe I didn't download it a lot.
1: I assumed that was bullshit. The the one thing that will happen is sometimes your ISP will send you, an email or send you a letter that's like, "Hey, look, we know what you're doing, knock it off."
0: Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop people.
1: Just get a VPN. I mean, or you know, I'm I'm not. Hey, welcome to Pirate Cash where we tell you how to pirate stuff. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's not hard.
0: Yes, and there's like so much shit now, and. I shouldn't be talking about this because it's illegal, but whatever. Um, we're going to move on to uh, some stuff. <laughs> so, Andy, what the hell have you been watching?
1: We're going to move on to legal stuff. Stuff that I watched legally on Netflix, and I think I watched all of this on that. I, I, I watched uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is the first time I've watched it like since I was in college. The movie is just always fun. I love, them. They, they re-added, I remember when I first got Netflix, like a hundred years ago, whenever it was, uh, Monty Python being on there was like one of the big draws, I remember, but it's back, uh, the show's on there, uh, Holy Grail's on there, I think Life of Ryan is on there, if you've never seen it, it's a must-watch, great movie, very funny, mm-hmm. and then um, I've been rewatching some old comedy stuff, because I've been playing a lot of video games, so I re-watched a bunch of King of the Hill, it's, you know,
0: real classy stuff. That's not your purse. You can't have
1: the <laughs> That's my purse! You I don't know you. Yeah,
0: there you I, go. I haven't seen that
1: episode lately, but I do remember
0: And then uh God damn it, Bobby. I know our friend Adam can do uh Hank pretty well. I think anybody with a Southern Draw can do Hank Hill pretty good. Um and I see Trailer Park Boys yeah what is that is that just some because i i never watched these kind of like uh oh,
1: you've never watched trailer park boys
0: no i've always heard oh, why about you it. do
1: that to yourself <laughs> that show is fucking hysterical
0: is it just Trailer park boys is just the title i mean
1: it's the first season specifically is it's like a mockumentary it's uh two guys are getting out of jail and this documentary crew is going to follow them. They, they kind of like live in poverty or whatever, you know, grow weed, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as the series goes on, they get a little more away from the documentary thing, and it's more just about what they're doing. But every once in a while, there will still be like an interview thing where they talk right to the camera. So they still mix it in, and you kind of forget that they're doing it after a while. But it's just, I mean, you know, the, the, the trashiest kind of, it, it was made in Canada. Um, so several people have hilarious accents. They're just every every season they come up with a team to like make a bunch of money and stop breaking the. Line. And by the end of the season, it has fallen apart. I, it, it's a it's a hilarious show. So it's kind honestly, of, what's that?
0: So it's kind of like The Office, just with Trailer Park people.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. That that actually that, that's that's fair enough. Um, the first season is funny, but. If I was you, no, you know what? No, start on the first. season. Never mind. Because mm-hmm. recently, I started at the second second season. In my opinion, is funnier. But the first season has the first few episodes where they kind of like teach you what the hell is going on because the show has a fair amount of characters.
0: Well, it's it's kind of like The Office. The first season sucked, but then the second season they became their own.
1: So. Sure. Yeah, but I I, I can't recommend it. And it's not it's not the kind of thing where you got to sit down, and really pay attention, and get serious. Mm-hmm. And not not at all. It's the kind of thing you're screwing around with Smash Brothers on your Switch, and you just want something on the TV. Put on trailer. It's yeah. fucking
0: hilarious. All right, let's let's bring this up since you said that uh, you could put it on in the background while you play like video games and stuff. How do you watch your anime? Do you watch with the subs or uh, the dubs?
1: Uh, it varies from anime to anime. I probably dubs, I would say 75% of the time, but there's a few instances where the subtitle is what I go to. I'm trying to think of what those instances are, but I really can't. And it's not that I'm, uh, you know, I watch forward movies all the time. I have a huge collection of forward movies and stuff. I have several anime that have never been dubbed. They're only subtitled. So I don't care to watch them subtitled, but if I have a choice, like I was trying to watch all of Dragon Ball Super recently. Yeah. I went out of my way to watch the dub. I don't I don't Dragon Ball, I got used to the voices when I was younger. I just I just wanna watch the dub. I don't wanna watch the subtitles, Goku sounds like one because he's voiced by one.
0: Mm hmm. Because uh I actually re upped on like Crunchyroll. Huh? I i even got the nine ninety nine one, uh where it comes with like uh Nickelodeon splat and all that crap.
1: oh so you got Verve pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a
1: shame, uh, Funimation's not on there anymore. It pissed me off.
0: Yeah, I, I probably had to do with, like, contracts and stuff. But They
1: did. They, they struck out on their own, their streaming service.
0: But I've always heard, like, if you don't watch anime, uh... If you watch it sub- I mean dubbed, you're not, like, an anime fan or something like that.
1: Whatever. I don't- sh- Listen, I I watch Akira Kurosawa subtitles, so don't don't fucking come to me about understanding the context of the culture. Fuck you! It's a shonen anime. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, that being said, there is some classier stuff that I will subtitles on sometimes. Uh, Sayuichi Khan movies or something, or Satoshi Khan movies. I need to quit doing that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the dubs on them are pretty solid. So whatever. I, I think in the in the hands of the right studio. A dub will maintain a lot of the original connotations and stuff. Sometimes it's just if you don't understand the culture, you don't understand the culture. Uh, um, inflection of a Japanese voice isn't going to help you understand why this guy with a sword wants to kill this demon any more than it was the
0: other. Way. Mm-hmm. Because it like I I just want to put stuff on the side and uh, play video games and. I feel like if you don't have it dubbed, then there's no point of me putting it on the side because I have to read while I play video games, and I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> there's not as much dub stuff on there now that Funimation is gone. One of the things that is dubbed on there, if you've ever watched or thought about giving it a shot, um, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, they have the first season dubbed on there. It's solid. It's a good show.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to get back into anime again. So I got my cue that I'm watching World Trigger and um I think there's Steinsgate or something like that somebody told me to go watch.
1: Mm, I've heard about it, but I don't know much about it. I've got I'm trying to do Dragon Ball Super and then I'm thinking about not know, Megalobox was on my radar as was um record of Crest War something else.
0: Fucking one piece is like one thousand eight hundred Uh, 1,083 videos.
1: I can't do it. That show is super popular, and it's, like, everywhere in, like, you know, the cultural zeitgeist of of anime bullshit on the internet. Mm. I'm sure it's a great show, but, oh, my God, I don't have that much time. I'm having trouble getting through Dragon Ball Super, so let alone freaking 1,000 episodes or something.
0: Yep. Oh, this is one thing I watch. I I guess we can kind of talk about the Royal Rumble.
1: Oh, I watched the Rumble,
0: too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so quickly, uh, pretty much saying Rhonda and Becky was a good match. Uh, The Women's Rumble was good. Happy for Becky. Um, And Seth Rollins won. So people that the fans wanted to win won. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like I wasn't. The show was good. It wasn't, like, the most entertaining ever. But I don't think there was any point where I was pissed off, you know? There was never the point where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was always like, yeah.
0: I was pissed off about Naya eliminating Mustafa Ali.
1: Oh, yeah. That was weird. That whole whole part was weird.
0: Yeah, because Mustafa Ali is, like, an upcoming superstar. And now he's ever... Like, there's this guy named Drake Maverick. They did a bit where he peed in his pants during a match because he was about to get beat up. So, like, they were making fun of him peeing his pants. Okay. And now they're making fun of Mustafa Ali for getting eliminated by a woman. So uh, <laughs>
1: That seems a little... Like, it's weird because the fact that they would have her in the men's room all seems like they were trying to take a step toward, like... Hey, look, progressive. we not super. Fi- yeah, progressive. It, it's like kind of a feminist thing to be like, look, this this chick beat up some guys. It's serious business. Yeah, but, but then they turn around and make fun of the guy for it. That's kind of now. Okay, now you sound sexist again. So yeah, you know, which, which is it, WWE?
0: It, what really bothers me is that there is no continuity. Like, um, she got beat up by smaller women, meaning losing to small, smaller women like Alexa Bliss or like a Mickey James and stuff. And then you put it in a ring with people like Randy Orton and uh, Rey Mysterio, which is a small dude, and Mustafa Ali, which is another small dude. And she beats them no problem. And I'm just like... I- again, it's wrestling. They can do whatever the fuck they want because it's it's scripted uh, stuff.
1: I took it as, like, judging... I- they they were trying to sell with their faces, I think, both Ray Mysterio Jr. and and Randall, Randy Orton there.
0: <laughs> Randall. They
1: they were both trying to be like, uh, what are we what are we are we supposed to hit her? Can we do this? This doesn't seem right. So I think it was kinda like they, they pulled punches at first because they didn't know what the, is this is this for real? Are we gonna are we gonna beat her up, the throw her of the top rope? And then when they finally got around to it, you know, it's like um Mysterio did the, the six nineteen and, and you know, RKO out of nowhere and all this stuff. Mm hmm. And then
0: they got rid of her. Yeah, I, it was weird, and I think um, I could see Vince going, "You know what? Daya? go out there," and then Ray, Ray Mysterio and uh, uh, Randy Orton are like, "What the fuck? Why is she out here?" So, I mean, it it, it was a good feel moment for her because it kind of goes back to the China days where China was in the Royal Rumble eliminating. Uh, I,
1: I thought that, yeah,
0: but. At the same time, people tend to forget that China and Karma and Beth Phoenix were in the Rumble and making it acting like Nia Jax is the first woman in the Rumble, when it's historically incorrect. Just like how people think that when movies are made now that the, when women get the protagonist role, they're the first. People forget Sigourney Weaver as in Aliens and yada yada yada. So. I don't want to go. Whatever.
1: I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's important that they're the first. I think it's important that it happens. Yeah. Just because women protagonists are a far, far, far smaller percentage than mm-hmm. masculine protagonists. But whatever. That's you know, side here or there. I mean, it's wrestling. They're they're going to do weird stuff to try to get people's attention, especially during the Rumble Mania and stuff like that. Times when nobody's like me watch. I, I don't watch the Weekly Product. I don't give a fuck about it. But yeah, I'll watch the Rumble. Rumble's fun as hell.
0: Rumble and Mania, and sometimes SummerSlam are my things to go to now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they're the big, the the, the best.
1: And, and I'll watch NXT
0: anytime. NXT Takeover is fucking cool. Yeah. That was another thing I watched, but we won't go into that. It's wrestling. Um, let's go into our meat and potatoes of our podcast: movie of the week. Which you we're... didn't
1: say what you watched. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, nothing.
1: Uh, okay.
0: I I kind of just said I watched a Rumble and. Oh sure. And Resident Evil 2 streams. <laughs> because
1: but anyway, just like last week, we watched we watched the zone.
0: Mm-hmm. The Twilight Zone. Rod Sterling's fucking amazing content. Which had five seasons worth. But two of the episodes were in season one. And I think that I think that is literally the strongest season out of them all. What do you think? All right
1: um yeah for the most part because the first season they were still very much like experimenting and there's a bunch of weird episodes in the first season that like like uh the second one we watched the ending wasn't necessarily it's not it's not a happy ending. it's not like a feel-good ending mm-hmm. like i was talking about on the last episode sometimes that's what it's supposed to be it's like sci-fi it's supposed to be it's you know it has to either make you think or be like oh i didn't see that kind of thing yeah and uh the first season has that the most i think later they were probably messing with um oh they needed the better ratings or something like that or this people seem to like this episode we'll do more like that but in the first season they didn't know what people liked so they just did all kinds of different stuff and that's i think that's why the first season yeah shines so brightly
0: and the reason why i picked these two episodes is because one Uh, They weren't played a lot on my Netflix so I assumed that I didn't see it but when I watched it again I'm like oh yeah I remember this episode but I didn't remember it vaguely but then when I watched it I was like holy shit these are fucking amazing episodes to me so let's go into the uh, episode 12 season one what you need so uh the setting was there in a bar and they introduced this
1: character which i forgot his name uh he he weird weird side thing i didn't look this up to confirm it but i'm pretty sure it's the same bar it's probably just the same set but i'm sure it's the same bar where um those aliens turn up and they give that guy superpowers do you remember that episode
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one.
1: I think it was the same bar. It was set up the same, I thought. But anyway, because at first I thought that was the episode you had chosen. Cause I mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: keep going. Where it has uh, the guy breaking, like, a rock in half, that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. But uh, they they focus on this guy, and he, they tell him that his personality is ugly, and when he finds out... Uh, uh, He's a loser. He's yeah. lost his whole life. Yeah, and when there's an opportunity, he tries to take advantage of it, pretty much. And then it cuts to this old guy coming in with a suitcase. And he goes around asking people, you know, what they need and stuff. And, uh, you know, who goes, Do you need shoelaces? Do you need a pair of matches and stuff? And he's like, Well, I don't need that. And then he, he gives people what they need, uh, literally. And they cut to this Chicago Cubs ex player, uh, because he used to be a pitcher, and then his arm died. I guess he probably like overthrew his arm and got like Tommy John John or something like that. And he got a dead arm. And uh, pretty much the old guy gives him a bus ticket to Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania, and he said, this is what you need. And then uh, about like a minute later, he got a phone call saying, uh, I have a job for a, a minor league, or was it a little league? I think it was a minor league. minor hey, wow. league the minor league uh coaching job. It's great. Yeah. So w- pretty much this guy could see the future and gives him uh gives people items on what's going to happen. So the loser <laughs> catches an eye on this and becomes uh you know wondering, you know what he could give him to uh you know to help him out, because he's he's greedy. He wants something. But you could tell in the beginning that the old guy saw something uh scary with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that kind of leads to the end, and you find out why he does that. But uh, the guy starts harassing the old guy, saying, you know, you need to give me something now. So he gives him a pair of scissors, and then he goes home. <laughs> and I just how he was standing next to the elevator with his fucking long scarf. The scarf gets... Uh, Stuck on the door And he's starting to get choked out And you know since the old guy gave him the scissors He cut himself and he saved him And that's when The guy starts getting more Wondering what this guy is all about So he breaks into His apartment by the way (laughs) I I,
1: guess How does he know where he uh,
0: I, I guess probably Off camera we just got to think that he knew where he was living or something or maybe he was just he knew him in a neighborhood So pretty much he's in his uh, apartment. He says you need to give me something Do you have a crystal ball in that suitcase? And he says no, I just have a gift I just don't abuse it and he's like well, we're gonna be partners now and I'm gonna You know or or I'll be back here to do something to you so he gives him a leaky pen and every time he gets an item, he's like, is this a gag? What's going on here? And I'm just like, dude, every time he's giving you something, <laughs> it leads to something. So just take it. So he gets the the leaky pen. It goes onto to a horse uh, in the newspaper. And he bets on the horse and he wins. He wins about $240, which I guess $240 is like winning like two grand now, pretty much. And uh, he just comes obsessed with him. And, uh, what do you think of the episodes so far before we get to the, the payoff?
1: Um, I, I, I had seen this one before. I couldn't remember how it ended mm-hmm. and, uh, I had, I had liked it up to this point, but every time something would happen, I got preoccupied with trying to guess what was going to happen. So I, I don't know. It, so far I liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Would you think of the acting? I mean, I think every acting in every Twilight Zone episode is good because they have good actors like William Shatner and yada yada, and all the people, the the Penguin from uh, the Batman. Uh, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, I uh, oh, yeah. I just remember Rolf. Yeah. So,
1: from our last episode.
0: Yeah, I forgot about him.
1: Burgess Meredith. There God, I kept remember.
0: But it's just really, really good. And even, like, the cinematography in these shows were really good, at too.
1: Usually. They had to work with what they had. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the sets are clearly sets. Like, we're, we have the benefit of watching this on nice televisions in as high a definition as the original uh, can provide. Mm-hmm. so sometimes you can just look at it and oh, this is this is the set that was in that other episode this is a bar it's cheap whatever yeah. but that doesn't really take away from it because the story is so well done and um like the camera work is good enough but they can't like move the camera around or anything so a lot of the actors have to act with their faces and their words and a lot more
0: yeah some of them were kind of awkward but like because they're really good actors, they 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 were perfect at what they were working with. Um, but anyway, to the payoff, pretty much. So after the leaky pen, and uh, he gets the two hundred forty dollars, he tries to use the leaky pen again, and it doesn't work because obviously, probably that was the last ink in the pen. Yeah,
1: and plus, that's not how the rules work.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. W- you get what you need only once. The guy kept on saying. Or only said once. (laughs) Not kept saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's bothering him again. He's like, you need to give me something else. And the old man kind of like shifts his eyes towards the white box, the white shoe box and stuff. And the guy catches him moving his eyes. And he says, what is this? And obviously when he opens up the shoe box, there's shoes in it. And he's like, well, do I have to wear the shoes? And... He said, "Like, well, I guess." So he t- puts on the shoes. He says it's tight, uh, and then there there, there is a certain kind of leather brand where it kind of slips all the time or something like that. The soles are leather, and um, yeah, that
1: was weird. I, I don't. I mean, I get it. They're slippery shoes. I, I guess it's an antiquated thing. So I was like, "What the fuck is a sole shoe?" Yep. I, I mean, it's probably what it sounds like. It's
0: definitely- yeah. So pretty much, the old guy says, you know just walk, and uh, the guy being impatient is trying to say, well, wh- where do I need to walk, and the old guy's like, well, that's another thing you need is patience, and um, as he's walking the street, because he's annoyed, he slips and kind of like, I guess, stutters there in like like an old school cartoon where they're just slipping and not moving. Oh,
1: he's chasing after the old guy. He started, yeah. he started getting away while he was putting the shoes on.
0: Yeah, and then a car comes and runs him over, and I—I I guess he died, right? Is that what they're implying? Oh
1: yeah, as far as I can tell, they said like hit and run. They—they they put him into the ambulance with a cheetah over his face. He did.
0: Yeah, so the old guy, uh, pretty much while he was laying there dead, goes, "Um, this is what you didn't need. This is what I needed because I saw that you were gonna try to kill me, and this is you know where it pretty much leads." So, what do you think of the payoff on that? because i personally i liked it because i wanted to know why the old guy was like weary about him from the beginning
1: yeah i liked finding out why he was weary about him but i I, usually these self-contained stories i'm satisfied with but this one is unique in that i really wanted to know more about the old guy like is he just a guy who happened upon being able to do this or is he just not even maybe he's like a An alien or an angel or some nonsense like that i don't know Mm -hmm. and i I don't know i just wanted to know more because there was even that that um that epilogue at the end where they're putting him in the the ambulance two people come out and he's like oh this is what you need it's it's comb and then they realize they're gonna get their picture taken in the paper and the guy has the comb to comb his hair real quick but that that scene doesn't seem important because we already know what his power is they only had to show that the guy was dead Mm-hmm. and that the old guy got away which clearly we knew but it shows that he, he's still doing it he's still just giving people what they need so mm-hmm. that, that that i was i was trying to assign me to why did people learn about that at the end it might have just been like part of the original story or something
0: yeah i i don't think you need to go into deep detail why he has this power um i i agree with you with the end about the epilogue about the comb and stuff like we already know that he knows how to see the future and what people need but i i think that was kind of like a hint i'm just going to keep on going with my life doing what i do best and helping people who, what they actually need unless they nope. they start trying to kill me
1: <laughs> unless they
0: suck, yeah which uh i kind of wish i, I kind of wish and i kind of don't at the same time is that they had like follow-up episodes of you know what else is he giving?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would probably be a bad idea, like it probably wouldn't be as good, but part of me would embrace it mm-hmm. I think
0: all right, let's go into the other episode do you, before we i i go move on do you recommend uh this episode
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's like like I said, I always want to have to think about these episodes. It had me really wondering like what the rules were like um when he gives the guy something, is he, like, casting a magic spell that makes it happen? Mm-hmm. Or was it going to happen anyway? And he was just, like, preparing them for what they were going to need. Because, like, he gives the guy the ticket. Was he always going to get that phone call? And then he would be like, oh, I have to go buy a ticket to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Or he gave him a ticket and, like, the universe made him get that job. But I think it's uh, everything was already going to happen. He was just helping him out. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's stuff like... The, the, the guy was going to get his scarf caught in the uh, elevator no matter what, and it would have killed him. So he had the scissors, so he lived. But, um,
0: Yeah, that's another thing. I guess because cause if he knew he was going to kill him, and he knew that he was going to die on the elevator if he didn't have the scissors, but then again, if he didn't give those scissors, he wouldn't know what would happen to the old guy. Maybe he would have got beat up to death. Uh on the street, because I think he did say, I'm going to put your, you know, face on the street and flatten you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to say like what rules in the stipulations were, but I, I figure uh, was the one that made me decide the, the, the pin, I think it, it seemed like, oh, well, the pins just gotta be magic or something like that. Mm-hmm. And- I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's, what's good about it is it, it makes, it makes you think more than
0: an episode of (laughs) trailer yeah because again we don't know the the full rules of how he has this power because him walking in on the guy in the in his own apartment wouldn't he know that he's there Uh, because we don't know maybe he has these items and says oh you know if i give it to this person they're gonna get rich or you know if i give him this ticket something good is gonna happen to them but he just doesn't know the full timeline
1: know uh, yeah, I figure he—he. He, it's not like he can see all of the picture. Right? It's just one specific thing. He might not even know why he's giving people items for. Hmm. And he, he might just be like, "Uh, comb," and he just gives someone a comb, and it just works out. He doesn't know the guy's going to picture on paper. He's just uh, looks like comb.
0: Yeah, and what was the deal? And uh, I'm guessing this was like in the fifties or sixties. But did if people? He, did did people need? shoelaces and matches all the time in it <laughs> back then? Well,
1: I, th- I think that's just something people do to, to make you know, this sell nonsense out of briefcase like that. And sure, I mean, you'd need matches, because there weren't lighters. So if you smoked, you'd buy matches all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think shoelaces were more prone to breaking, like before our time. I think shoelace breaking was way, was common enough that people had to keep extras around. Nowadays, I mean, shoelaces will outlive shoes, but and then there was lots of other little stuff in there, like you know, spot remover, mm-hmm. A few, whatever.
0: And, and I guess giving that uh, like stain remover to that girl, kind of did they hint that they were gonna get together or something like that?
1: That was that was my like I guess what she needed was man. So way to be sexist, Twilight Zone. But still, I, I she was like lonely, I think. Mm-hmm. So he was like, this is what you needed, spot remover. And she was like, right, okay, whatever. And then she gives it to the guy, and he thanks. Also, you're pretty, I guess. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're going to get more money for coaching. Let me be with you. <laughs> uh, but I, I do recommend it. I mean, me and Andy are both biased because we love the Twilight Zone, so we're most likely going to say a lot of them that we recommend. Yeah. Because Rod Sterling is way ahead of its time. but um, well, let's go into our second episode that we are going to be talking about. Episode 20, Season 1. Elgie? Am I saying that right?
1: Elegy, right? Elegy? Elegy, like an elegy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, these spacemen are uh, landing what looks like to be Earth. And they are like, well, you know, this kind of looks like Earth, and they look up in the sky, but th- then they see two uh, suns, and they're like, that's not right. That That's not Earth-like, pretty much. And they're kind of hinting, which they do say later on, that a uh, big war happened uh, in 1985, where pretty much it wiped out a lot of uh, Earth and m- mankind, pretty much. So I guess either A, they're living in, like, some space city, and somehow cuz they talk about picking up the pieces later on but i don't think that's important a, a big detail that it's kind of like a small detail saying oh nukes and work and uh man are very dangerous in the piece pretty much but moving moving on to the beginning but uh, they just kind of explore and it's just an ordinary uh you know earth like planet where you see uh, greenery. You see houses. You see uh, lakes and stuff. And then they find a dog. <laughs> but the only problem with the dog is that he's frozen in place. And uh, did did, it, did they write it off like it's a taxidermy? Pretty much.
1: They never said that. I kept expecting it because I suspect that's what the actual prop must have been. Was a taxidermy dog. Yeah. They I, don't say it.
0: Yeah and they don't say it but I think that's what they were thinking because when they, they see a human uh or a person I should say uh they go up to it and they kind of just write off the dog like oh he just he's just frozen there maybe he's a taxidermy and they go to the guy and he's frozen in place so um long story short is they see a bunch of people just frozen doing nothing it's kind of like going into a wax museum and seeing everybody just as like statues uh like there was a town hall with uh, a mayor that they were celebrating a mayor and you see the mayor at the top of the stairs like with his top hat going you know my people of the city and all that crap and uh these three spacemen are just fucking confused and they're like what the hell is going on here is this is this earth and they kind of go back and forth and they go well my granddad told me this is what earth looked like back then you know people mowing their lawns and having picnics and uh fishing and stuff so uh i think what what was really funny is when the one guy with the blonde hair guy he goes like into a theater section uh, with like dancers and he's just starts yelling at the crowd he's like can you hear me you know what's wrong with you all and then uh he leaves and then all of a sudden uh Wickwire, uh is the caretaker that you find out uh that's there he turns around and he gives like a goofy smile what you, would you think of that smile I, I i thought it was like weird on how he did it it was very twilight zone-esque uh, I have to admit, I didn't really think about it. Yeah, he's like all giddy that, oh, I got people here. <laughs> and I think you would be giddy that people are there since everybody else is frozen. Um, But uh, they get to this house, and I guess they kind of say that... Was their ship broken down, by the way? Did I not catch that or something?
1: They ran out of fuel.
0: Oh, okay. So that means they were stuck there, <laughs> unless they found fuel. And they started going, um, this is going to be my house, and this is, th- maybe you can get another house and stuff. So they roll up to this house, and uh, Wickwire is there with a newspaper. And he says, hi, well, welcome, everybody. And they're like, holy shit, you're you're uh, you're moving, you're real. And he's like, well, ain't everybody real? <laughs> and they look at him like he's crazy, because they just walked throughout a whole town of frozen people. And... Uh, he kind of explains that this place is a cemetery and uh correct me if i'm wrong they're on an asteroid that looks like earth w- was i hearing that yeah. right
1: asteroid that they are like dressed up i don't know how they would get the gravity just right but uh, i mean science who
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. so um the the spacemen were from like 2153, I think, or something like that. Something outrageous in the future.
1: Twenty-one eighty-five is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one
0: eighty-five. And the big war happened in nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> so and uh the cemetery started uh being built in I think actually actually started was nineteen
1: seventy-three.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh what i thought was kind of weird because you find out that Wickwire is the caretaker of this this asteroid cemetery uh that he says that he's not human was he speculating that he is a uh robot
1: i something like that i guess he's he, they don't say robot or android or or whatever he's like an artificial i don't know guy <laughs> he's a yeah. replicant
0: yeah, well, they they don't really go into de- detail. They just say well, when I go on, I'm on and when I go off, I'm I'm off and uh I'm not human. So like the only thing I could think of is either A, he's an alien hired by by like the earth people or um he's a robot because he did say he's a scientific device.
1: Yeah, he says device, no.
0: And that leads to me thinking that he's a robot. Um he also says that not all people are dead. Now, what does that even mean?
1: Well, some of them I think were just like fake. Because whose dream would it be to spend a bunch of money and be the person who is just always holding a trombone? Because this one guy will always want to. Be I think some of them were just fake. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the farmer is probably real. Some were probably like, man, I wish I could just have a farm back in the nineteen hundreds. That would be great. But someone was probably like, I wish I could just fish all day. So the fishing guy was real. So, I I could be elected mayor. I wish I could have this romantic evening or whatever. So they're probably the real ones, but like members of the band, the people who are plotting, they're, they're just fake.
0: So, were you, what are you trying to say? Like, um some of them are dead, kind of like how he gave him the drink that was like poison that will keep him, I guess, uh, his skin won't deteriorate, but they'll be frozen like other people. Do you think, like, some of them actually lived there and they were just playing the part of being frozen when they found out that these space people were landing on their asteroid?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: No? Yeah, that kind of threw me off. Like, when they started getting into the lore of this place, I'm like, what does that even mean that, you know, some of them are not dead and some of them just want to be mayor forever and all that stuff? Some
1: of them are fake. They're they're mannequins. They don't have... They don't have souls they're just they're they're set dressing
0: so they all drank the kool-aid that they end up drinking uh no
1: they're, they're they're not even people they're just there's there's nothing to them they, they were never alive they oh fake.
0: okay they like, got if they
1: could if they could make a robot they'll make a man
0: so in a sense it's kind of like uh a museum in space instead of a cemetery i guess it's like oh this is what earth looked like before they bombed each other, um another weird part that really got me is when they started drinking uh what Wickwire gave them uh they started uh slowly dying, i guess, and uh they said, "You know, why are you doing this uh you know we're good people and he responds, "Yeah, I know I'm sorry um." I, and he also follows it up that you guys are men and men you know bring on war and violence and all that stuff which is pretty much true uh but um you think if he spent more time with them he would have killed them or you think he would have killed them anyway
1: He probably would have killed them anyway it seems like his function right caretaker he needs to take care of this the, the area and if they're running around you know screw, screwing around using props for their own amusement or trying to find food or whatever. They'd probably be messing up his his cemetery, right?
0: Yeah, I don't even think there's any food on there unless they... Yeah, I
1: was wondering that too. Like, they even eat.
0: Yeah, and what was he cooking them? Was he making them sandwiches? <laughs> but... I don't know. He
1: just said, let me get you some lunch, and then they just kind
0: of... Yeah, because let's say he wasn't cooking because obviously he wasn't cooking because he was just making the poison drinks for them. Yeah. Um. You would think, oh man, I don't smell anything when he's cooking, but then again, it's a big house, so maybe you didn't sp- smell all the way from the kitchen. Um, I thought this was one of the weakest out of the two. I really liked what you need. I think LG was interesting, but then it just got lost in a cemetery explaining part. Ooh.
1: Well, I liked LG better than what. Uh, I like that the end is kind of like a. Oh, downer kind of thing. I like. Um, it's more sci-fi. I like the one. Pretty much every Twilight Zone that has astronauts is a winner in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, I love like the retro rocket look, and uh, it had like he was like, oh, there's these various westerns and Roman. That yeah, made me think about like the the West World idea, and um, I just I feel like they left some some fun stuff on oh, the. The table, like they're like, uh, oh, we were, we encountered asteroids and we got lost and we're six million miles from our, which doesn't make too much sense. But they could have been like, oh, those asteroids were the Earth exploding. You have nowhere to go back to, or something like that. And um, honestly, I, another, again, I couldn't remember what the ending was to this one. And I thought for a long time that it was going to be that they had landed on like, model or something mm-hmm. uh, that an alien had put together i completely forgot this one that would be fun too
0: <laughs> yeah and that's it,
1: what i thought it was i thought it was like a, a a model someone had built this to to replicate ancient earth
0: and i thought it was aliens that were messing around because it kind of had the feeling of maple street where they kept on hearing like the band and then they heard other stuff and
1: that it, bo- that bothered me why why in the world do they need that megaphone to play that music the guy's dead who's that music for
0: mm-hmm. i i think the caretaker had some type of monitoring system and he was just leading them to pretty much that house which kind of i guess makes sense in a way but uh i i think that like i said i i recommend it anyway because it's the twilight zone but i think it was pretty much uh my lowest compared to the other episode that we watched but you said that you like this episode so it's good that we're opposite on things
1: <laughs> yeah and yeah, i like this one better i like those but i like this one
0: andy what are we watching next week or next two weeks i should say
1: um oh i don't know which one specifically. let's find that i wanted to watch something stupid something a little you know something we can cool down on and i've been playing pokemon on my 3ds so we're just gonna watch a random bullshit pokemon movie on, let me see which ones are on netflix we'll choose one at random
0: pokemans
1: it's, I, I, when i was a little kid i went to go see the first theaters, and i loved it and that was it and i i didn't realize this until i was looking today because i wanted to watch something dumb they have made a Pokemon movie every single year since the first one came out. There are 20 Pokemon movies.
0: Now, the first one is a sad one where, like, Charmander's dying, right?
1: Uh Yeah, there is there is a part where something like that happens.
0: Here. And, like, Mewtwo is, like, f- fucking shit up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I looked up. Apparently, the first one is still considered to be kind of... Um, let's watch... Here the newest one is on Netflix. Pokemon the movie I choose you. I, I think it's a reboot, so that way we don't need to know a bunch of complicated nonsense to watch it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's so, there's no there's no backstory to worry about. I'm pretty sure it just Yeah, it looks like it's just a reboot. So this will be a good
0: one. go Nice. So uh, remember to watch that and then when we come back in two weeks, uh we will talk about it here big trouble podcast um i got two quick stories to talk about uh zach schneider is doing uh, a netflix movie army of the dead and i'm what reading has to do with uh, evil uh apparently it has to do with with dawn of the dead which was, oh. which is uh kind of weird but I know with Zack Snyder when he when he's not dealing with anything nerdy like uh Batman or Superman or uh like Ninja Turtles and Transformers. Oh wait, no, that was Michael Bay. <laughs> I'm an I'm an idiot. But when he's not doing like superhero movies, uh he does pretty well when uh it's something different. So I'm kind of interested in what he's going to do uh they kind of don't go into detail. They kind of say the budget was cl- close to $90 million. Uh, Army of Dead centers around a man who hires a group of mercena- ne- mercenaries to invade Las Vegas during a zombie outbreak, which, yeah. I, which I think is, you know, it's a zombie film. That sounds fun. Uh, and since Resident Evil 2 is out, I think this will kind of appeal to some people since they'll be on the zombie kick for a little bit. Uh, the, another uh, movie news that I have is... Uh, how Jake Gyllenhaal feels about being Mysterio in the new Spider-Man uh, film? Did you see the trailer, by the way?
1: Uh, no.
0: It looks. I, fo-
1: I kind of forgot it
0: existed. Yeah, it looks fucking awesome, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio wearing the fishbowl head. I am fucking psyched because that was one thing I was kind of worried about. I was like, you have to have fishbowl head for Mysterio. I like
1: uh, I like Mysterio. He's one of my favorite Spider-Man. Sort of Villains.
0: He's interesting. And he has such a cool mind. Mm-hmm. And Jake Gyllenhaal says, he's a great character. You know it was one of those things that people have asked for the number of years. Are you going to do? Do you want to do a movie like that? Or if you were asked to, would you? And my response has always been particularly since being at Sundance, uh, which is a film festival, so many of the stories are character driven. That has always been my desire to find something that is a uh, space that seems to match our or my skill, and also what I love, and my own honesty. Why wow, that kind of was weird to say, and it just happened that it does with the part. So I'm glad to, uh, that people feel excited about it. I kind of, <laughs> I I I don't understand why people ask the questions like, why did you pick this part? Uh, I want to say at least seventy percent of the time is because. It, it's the paycheck.
1: Yeah, it's it's part of the Marvel Comics universe. Uh, I chose it because I'll make a ton of money. Mhm.
0: Uh and then, you know, obviously the other half or, or a quarter of it is just like it makes sense for him to be uh, Mysterio. It kind of like it kind of made sense that uh Michael Keaton was a Vulture. It just it it makes sense. But I think most of the time it's the paycheck. And I think when he got asked that question, it kind of feels like he pulled that answer out of his ass. It's like, would I do this character? And it's like, if it made sense, yeah, I'd do it. And I and I chose it. And that's what it pretty much said. And, it, and he kind of put in some filler there that it's character driven, which in Marvel movies, they kind of put a little emphasis on the character. Um, but Jake Gyllenhaal, I have to say, is a pretty good actor.
1: I used to be um, middle of the road on him, but uh, did you see Nightcrawler? It's it's where he plays like a, he's kind of a sociopath. He's, um he like gets footage for the news. He just mm-hmm. goes around at night and films like accidents and stuff.
0: Yeah, I've uh, seen it. He
1: was excellent in that movie. Oh my gosh, he is a great actor, it turns out. So, I I'm not saying he was bad in anything else necessarily. It's just, it was always like, yeah, he's good. But after Nightcrawler, I was like, man, this guy can act.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, there's another movie called Enemy, uh, where, I won't go into deep detail pretty much, but he kind of has a twin brother that, uh, one, he's a history teacher and his twin brother is like a movie star and it gets, it gets kind of dicey because you wonder if they're the same people or not. Uh, I just won't go into deep detail because if I go any further, I'd probably spoil it. But Enemy is a good movie. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, but, uh, check it out. I think it's from the director who did, uh, Blade Runner, the new one.
1: Oh, uh, Dennis Villanueva or Yeah. Or- mm-hmm. I'm not
0: sure I Yeah, but, like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, he did a lot of campy movies back in the day, and it was just like, like you said, he was a middle-of-the-road kind of actor, and now he's just, he's well-rounded. He could do anything. So, I'm excited that he's going to be Mysterio. I think he'll do great, just like how Michael Keaton was Vulture. Totally. So, Andy, any projects or anything you're going to be uh, watching in the future? Any uh, any new movies? Because I need to watch some new movies.
1: Uh, just today, uh, Criterion announced the release date. Criterion channel, they're sort of going away. And I guess they are going to start adding movies like today. So that if you signed up to be a charter, you can get warmed up on it before it launches officially in April um, I don't know. I was thinking about trying to do a review series over there, but I just got the email about it like four hours ago, so that's just from the hip thinking about, oh, should I do something this should I write something? Should I do a video vlog review thing Mhm i
0: I've been holding this off because i i I still need to move a uh, what movie. I need to watch some 2018 movies before I kind of make a award show out of it. But uh, I think we're going to pick the nominees for our movie award show. I don't think it's going to be as big as uh, the video game one. Just because of the fact that if if I remember correct, Andy, you haven't seen a lot of 2018 movies, right? Correct?
1: Uh, not really. I, I saw a fair amount. I saw it, it, It's hard to do an award thing because I saw what I wanted to see, you know, mm. and now it's like, oh, maybe I should see the stuff that people said was good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it might be bunched to things that we watched on our podcast. So I think that m- might be a little more fair. But then I might throw some uh movies in there, like movie of the year, which... I believe, had the Queen movie, uh, the Bohemian Rappacy. Um, and there's another movie, like animated movies and stuff. But uh, we'll have that ready for you next episode. Where we'll, we'll pretty much talk about the nominees, and then we'll do another voting. And then I want to say around middle or maybe end of February, we will do the award show. And we also have something planned that uh, we're not going to announce yet. We kind of want to go into... Uh, some detail probably next episode or, or the following one but i think that's the end of the episode we did it almost an hour uh we really like twilight zone
1: <laughs> yeah who doesn't
0: I, everybody should watch twilight zone i think at least once the whole the whole series all five seasons But uh, I think we'll end it here. Uh, Make sure you go to uh, Podbean, which let me pull up the thing, novnetwork.podbean.com, where we have both our Escape from SideQuest and Big Trouble Little Podcast, where both of them are uploaded there. Make sure to give us a like and to review us in iTunes, because we are also on there too which is the nerd review network where you could also get our websites on nerdviewcom where we talk about anything nerdy from video games, wrestling and comic books and etc. So, um, yeah, go ahead and go there listen and, you know, read our articles and watch our podcasts and movies, not movies, uh, and video game streams. They're all siphoned through that website, but until all yeah, all of them, every single one, but until next time,
1: You guys have a good night. Thanks for listening.